Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where the Commander Clash crew discusses commander-related topics, and today we're going to be talking about whether or not some common situations in Commander uh, make you an a-hole or not, make you the jerk at the table for doing this. These are things that like crop up very often in the subreddit, uh, the EDH subreddit over on Reddit, you know, when the top trending thing will be like, am I a jerk for doing X, Y, and Z? Or, you know, like things that crop up at tables where there is some ambiguity on them. Sometimes sometimes it's pretty clear cut. You know, like, am I the a-hole for uh, taking out the person who is about to combo off next turn? It's like, no, you, you're just... You took to stop them. That's fine. We're talking about the you, more you ambiguous stuff. You are to the stuff. combo player, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't they, know. They don't count. Hey, yeah. Am I the a-hole for providing... Uh, food and water to everybody who came over. Like, <laughs> yes. no, it's like yes, you fine. <laughs> Your kindness upsets me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're, you're putting up unrealistic expectations yeah. for the rest of us. <laughs> and, uh, and it goes the other way, too. Like, I think it goes the other way, too. Like, if you're obviously yeah. raging or you punch someone to the table, like, yes, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, that would count as being an a-hole. So there's no <laughs> no real reason to go over that stuff, either. <laughs> am, am I a jerk for literally flipping the table over because yes. somebody countered my spell? <laughs> the answer like, would be yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, but those aren't the ones we're going to be talking about. We're diving at the more controversial ones. And joining me for this conversation, we have a little bit of a switch up. Richard is taking some time off of Commander Clash and the podcast, not because he got fired or anything, uh, but rather because he, he has a newborn. Fi- and he fires uh, himself. He fired himself. Oh, we'd be in trouble then. <laughs> He's our only coder. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, no, he, he's he's taking a little bit of an, uh, a break because he has a newborn and it's taking up a lot of his time, as, you know, newborns often do. So, joining him in his place is going to be a permanent member. This was a, a person who, who popped in a couple of times on the podcast before, but Phil, a.k.a. Bruce Kitchen, thank you so much for uh, filling Richard's shoes and, and joining us as a permanent member on the podcast. Hello, hello. At all. I mean, I was here last episode. Yeah, but... didn't we go over all this last episode? Yeah. I feel like this was... I, I'm having a flashback Wait, to last episode. Oh, we did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we already <laughs> kind of had the speech. Phil is the brand new special guest, though. Yo. That's just Phil's intro now. We'll just do that for the whole season. You have to do it every time. Phil, a.k.a. Richard Replacement. How's it going, <laughs> all right uh next we got seth aka saffron olive how's it going seth doing well tomer how are you doing well doing well apparently i have a memory of a goldfish but that's okay <laughs> um and then uh we got also crim aka the asian avenger how's it going crim i woke up like five minutes ago i'm great congratulations on time <laughs> yeah everything yeah. was great yeah, yeah. this is great <laughs> excellent excellent hopefully you're gonna be uh super awake and pumped up for this this engaging topic which will certainly perk you up sure am. two thumbs two thumbs and then hello this is summer um let's jump into the situations and i'm gonna kick things off uh with a situation that feels like i don't even know if i, I have like a proper response for this but it's the idea of conceding before the rest of the table agrees to concede unanimously. We all, we often say that conceding is free. You can do concede. You can concede at any time, um, and I think that's very true in one versus one. But there, it it is a little bit more complicated 
in multiplayer where if you concede, that doesn't mean necessarily that the game has ended. So what do you all think about conceding early on before the rest of the table agrees to concede in Commander? Ooh. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that it currently does make you an a-hole in most playgroups, but I also think that it shouldn't and that people should be able to concede if they want to without feeling like they're being the jerk at the table because like commander games are really long i i don't i've never really understood why if you're not having fun and you're whatever stuck on mana and not in the game like why is there some sort of like commitment social contract where you have to sit there and not have a good time for another two hours why everyone else is having a good time like if you're having a good time like i'm not saying that just because your mana screwed you can't have a good time at the game or whatever but if you feel like i'm just done with this and i don't feel like playing anymore shouldn't you be able to scoop without feeling that way so i, I think it is generally frowned on but i don't know if it should be i kind of think that it shouldn't be frowned on and shouldn't make you the jerk at the table Depends yeah. on the playgroup, right? I mean, if you just go into your LGS and play with random people and sit there drawing no lands, I guess I would say, hey, I'm going to pack it up here. But if I'm playing with my playgroup and sit there with them afterwards after scooping, that would be at least weird and a bit rude as well. I, I It really depends on the playgroup. I mean, if you ever played a random match on magic online 50 percent of the people just scoop after half an hour no matter what happens so and that feels very at boring route however you want to call it it's huh i mean i'm i'm not gonna force somebody to play with me but it feels weird at least i don't i, I don't think it's like a bad thing much like seth said i if you if you it's i guess at, at the point you do the concession is, is is really how it comes down to it like example if you like i'm like oh i despise green cards and you play a forest and i concede because you play a, a forest, <laughs> right like that like i like you know what i mean like that that makes you an a-hole but yeah, like that's, yeah. that's you're insulting that other player be like Ugh, i don't like you because of what that yeah. you play so I'll instant scoop exactly like that 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 is a different story but if if it were like yeah, like much like Seth had mentioned, or you know, you've been playing for two hours and you're still on two lands. Then sure, go ahead and concede, you know, because like you're not doing anything anyways, right? <laughs> so, mm. uh, like, yeah, and also as as somebody who, like, you know, if you see it happen and someone does concede early in your match, I wouldn't be upset by it because hey, that's one less of an opponent. So <laughs> great. I'm I'm so torn on this because. I think the difference between multiplayer and one versus one is if you if you concede, then the game is over in one v one, and then you just move to the next game. In multiplayer, though, if you concede, you're directly affecting everybody who's still in the game. Like, let's say one person is the arch enemy, and then you scoop, and you're not the arch enemy. You just scoop. That means the other two people have one less resource person to help them, you know, balance out the arch enemy. And in in some regard, it can act a little bit as as kingmaking at the point where you're just conceding. And then also how you concede too. Like 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 Krim said, if you're just conceding because you see like a forest or something, or like, I don't know, you didn't hit your third land because you had a greedy keep or something like that. And then you just scoop. I see that sometimes in Magic Online, by the way. Or like somebody somebody does like uh like a jeweled lotus Sol ring, and then somebody swords it, and then like your response to your commander being swords on a turn one jeweled lotus, it's a snap snap concede. I've seen that also on Magic Online. Again, all anonymous, so they're much more easy to 
to scoop it up. I feel like that's kind of like a little bit of BM. And also, I don't think I've ever had a situation where I'm playing with people that I know where they concede it early. Like it just seems it just seems weird if you're with a bunch of friends and you're like, "Ugh, I'm not doing this well in this game, so I'm just gonna leave." But I'm just gonna hang around now while while I, I left, but I didn't really leave. Then it's like, why do you leave? Just you could stick in. I mean, you could yeah. there could be a comeback. Like you're not. And I think there's a big difference weird. between like playing on Magic Online and playing with friends too. Because yeah. if you're playing with your friends, like most people are just trying to have a good time with their friends and the it's game is like event. it facilitates that but it, yeah. yeah it's also it's getting together to hang out with your friends it wouldn't really make a difference if you're playing a video game or playing commander or whatever so the point is to be with your friends so scooping in that context does seem really weird on the other hand i don't think you should feel committed to you know someone drops a bunch of stacks pieces on moto and you're just like i'm not gonna do anything this game i'm not having fun i don't feel like you have to feel like you're committed to sitting there and playing it out for another hour in that context because you also are like theoretically playing that game to have a good time and if it gets to the point where you're just not having a good time i don't think there's a problem with like stopping and starting another game or whatever if that's going to be more enjoyable does does that not line up though with like example if you drop a card i don't like and i concede yeah i mean but at the same time like are you are you under some commitment to keep playing if you're not having fun? Like, I'm thinking at it like, no. I don't know. I'm thinking at it from a, like a, I don't know if it's a card you don't like or a card that makes the game unfun. I think there's a difference between like, I just hate green and you play a forest and I'm like, gonna scoop the game and you stick a blood moon and you stick a trinosphere and then you jackal hops like, or whatever. Like, I, I don't think that's scooping because you dislike the card. It's just that the game state is not, going in an enjoyable way i don't know if that maybe that's not a like, distinction that's worth making but it i guess because i i feel like that falls under almost the same thing like it, it's pull, splitting hairs there i guess but but then mm-hmm. well, but then isn't that saying like uh, but maybe if you look at it from the other side like should someone be able to just play all those miserable cards and expect the rest of the table to just like bear with them as they essentially troll the table for two or three hours that also that maybe that makes the person playing that way the a hole at the table and the people who scooped are actually the good guys. <laughs> maybe I don't know. I mean, like for I, mean, I, I guess I've never I've never seen a, a deck that has made me personally just like instant concede. So that yeah. that's that's why. So I I will sit and play and be miserable for the next hour and a half. I guess. <laughs> I guess I like, I'm looking at it a little bit from like playing 60 card formats too, where I think like Blood Moons and Trinospheres, I love playing that way. But I also like don't expect my opponent to be locked out of the game and just sit there and keep being like, oh, draw my card, go, like let you mm-hmm. take up your planeswalker. Like I don't expect that. I expect them to scoop once I lock them out of the game. Like that's kind of my win con is locking them out of the game. So, but maybe it's different, Commander. I don't. I, mean, I feel like Commander would be better in those scenarios if everyone just agreed to scoop. And you're like, okay, yeah. the person, they won by stacking us out of the game. It's going to take you another hour to actually get all of our life totals to zero. So we declare you the winner. Let's shuffle up again and play another game. Like, that's probably the ideal that's solution, fine. I would say. And then if you don't like that deck, if the group decides they don't like that deck, you can ask them to switch to a different deck for game two. You'd be like, all right, you pulled off your stacks lock. Uh, we all saw it. We got us. We can see to you. Now, would it be possible if you could swap to something else for game two? You know, we don't want to 
experience that again. We got we got one. And it, I, I just think of it as like a social event, right? Like Commander is just kind of a social event. So like you're all trying to have fun, but you're trying to have fun as a group. So like, you know, that's why like talking about what people want to play uh, at the beginning is important and stuff. And that's why I kind of feel like weird when somebody just like concedes mid- midway because it's like you're just friends just hang out and it's like i'm gonna opt out of hanging out with you now it's like i don't <laughs> well, know a little weird what if it's not friends i mean like, yeah when it's I, not what friends about, what about what about a casual table sure or like ran- random or something yeah like a random table obviously i don't know if anyone's like bringing hard stacks to a casual table so i, I, I mean so i i'm a little offended because i've tried to be your friend for 12 straight seasons tomer and i have been rejected <laughs> in my offer of friendship many many times over our game so <laughs> what what type of friendship are we talking about i don't know this is <laughs> we're, we're friends right hurts. we are definitely the closest of friends um and also like if you if you have to concede for any any reason that's not like I don't like X Y Z card. That's silly. Yeah. Go like, like, oh, I have to, I have to go pee, or like, I have to poop. I have a really yeah. long poop. I don't know how long it's going to be. And just go. You just concede. It's fine. Or like, yeah. I don't know, have baby fine. aggro or something. Or, or you <laughs> house rule it. You've Teferi's protection <laughs> for the yeah. next twenty five minutes. <laughs> you're like, your your wife is going into labor, and you have to stick it out. <laughs> you can't, 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 you can't sure. go. You gotta, you gotta finish the game. <laughs> I don't, don't know how you. It. I don't know how you ended up in that game in the first place. But abyssal persecutor on the board. Sorry, look, <laughs> sorry, but you can't. You can't leave. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's strange. It's like at the same time, like yeah, I don't think you should be locked into a game that you're not enjoying. But like also, like I don't know. What if I just I don't enjoy not being uh, in first place or something? I don't know. Yeah. So it's like I don't know. I enjoy not being. In the dominating position, I got mana screwed. I should just scoop or something. I don't know. It's so I, weird. I think There's a lot of great sessions. Like I, it all comes down to context. A lot, like usually, like how you do it, when you do it. Yeah. Like uh, that's really all it comes down to, right? Because at yeah. the end of the day, like if, as I had mentioned, like oh, you play. I, I can see. <laughs> like that. That's yeah. a dickish move. I, like if somebody concedes all the time on Magic Online because like I blew up their turn one Sol Ring or something, yeah, yeah. then I'm just not. I'm gonna just put them all on a block list, right? Like I don't want to play with them again. Like I don't think that's a normal thing. Like most people in person will not do this, but when you're anonymous, it, be, it brings out the worst in people. Oh yeah. So, like I, also, I got scooped on. Oh, go ahead, Phil. Oh, okay. Go I got scooped no, go on ahead, a bunch of time in uh, when I test decks for Commander Clash. And I think I never scooped so far because I kind of feel, first of all, I'm named Brewer's Kitchen on MTGO. So if they know me, they'd have this, oh, Brewer's Kitchen just scooped on me. Uh, <laughs> it, it feels just, just feels kind of rude. But I think what Crim yeah, says is them. like the context matters a lot. Like if you concede to, hey, I play a Jeweled Lotus and my commander is five mana and I'm going to play it now. If you concede to that, that's super boring. If they say, I play this, then play my commander, and then establish a lock piece that will lock all of you, then you can scoop it and say, at least let them do it. I mean, I know it from my mm-hmm. videos. I'm like, when I play weird combos and people scoop before I can do the thing, that just, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can leave the game and nobody can force you to play the game, but it's, it is kind of inherently rude to not let I mean, 
you start the game to play the game, and then you say Wait, to your opponent, "I I have such mixed feelings about that because I I also make those kind of videos." And on one hand, it's certainly frustrating to see people scoop. On the other hand, sometimes I feel like I'm the one being a jerk because I'm like doing this thing for 20 minutes, and <laughs> yeah, is it unfair yeah, to, it for takes. the opponent for me to expect them to sit there as I like draw yeah. my entire deck and make infinite mana? Like, am I the sure, one that's like? No, you're not. You are 100% not. As someone <laughs> told me, if you told me that it's going to take 20 minutes for you to do your thing while I, while I have to oh, be for there, sure. I would just leave. Well, yeah, but, but if you're not just like, like I'm going to, I'm going to blow up all your lanes with this one spell and it takes you like a minute or two to do it, then like, yeah, for sure I yeah. got a minute or two. But if you're like, do you have 20 minutes while you just watch no. me? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, actually. Like, if you draw your entire deck, your opponent can scoop, of course, because they present how they finish you. But finishing for like, oh, they removed my commander and then I, I don't want to like this, yeah. like. After or while you're in the process of already having achieved something, not saying you have to pull the whole thing through and mill your opponent out card by card, but if they just scoop out of intimidation or frustration, that is, that's the worst. The other one, of course I can. Like, I'm not sitting through Heliod infinite combos. Uh, yeah. Yeah, once you've but, shown what the combo is, you don't really need to sit through it. It's yeah. Like, I've seen but, it. Uh, I will yeah, time you out, to though. I, 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 I would like time it. you out. If this is online, I would sit there and make you do it. <laughs> of course <laughs> you would. My takeaway from this is just playing paper. Like, my yeah, takeaway yeah, yeah. is, like, people are a lot nicer in paper when you see when you're face-to-face with people. Like, people you, can be real jerks online. Like, you can play all, all the easier sweet alchemy paper, cards, though. though. No. <laughs> oh, all the sweet... Oh, boy. <laughs> I, um, all right. What? I will say that I think how you scoop plays into whether you're the jerk or not as well. Because yeah. I firmly believe I see there's kind of like a second part to your question about like what if you scoop to like fizzle a trigger or something. That's what to I was going to bring up. That is a hundred percent. You're the jerk. Like if you, I I think because there's no reason you have to do that. Like let me let me just explain oh, what scooping to the nine triggers means though. Like let's say you are going to die. And somebody swings at you for lethal, and they have like either a life, they have some sort of benefit from hitting you, like doing the damage or resolving whatever spell. Like, let's say they have lifelink. Let's say they're about to take an extra combat step when they deal <laughs> combat damage. Let's say they have a sword trigger that's going to draw them a card or something. And you know you're going to die, and you scoop early before that happens. So I just wanted to give the context. All right. What do you think, Seth? I mean, with the if your intention is to do that to manipulate the game, I Directly. view that as being a jerk. Like, uh, that's that's my feeling. That That's not part of the game. Concessions, I don't think, should be used to control what's happening on the battlefield. If you got to go, you got to go. And I'm not going to hold that against you. But there's really no reason in a situation like that that you can't wait literally one more second to let the combat damage happen or let the trigger resolve and then scoop. Or if you really had to go scoop before that happened when there's not the potential for the triggers to be on the stack. So I think that is always... I, it's hard for me to construct a situation where that wouldn't make me think you were kind of the jerk at the table. True. 100%. Sure. Pretty lenient. I'm a pretty lenient guy, yeah. but, but I think that that's a that's a Weenie Hut Junior move. Uh, like fact, that's, yeah. that that is not uh, cool. <laughs> In fact, if we were playing paper, I would say I would I would probably advise maybe having a house rule where if somebody does do that, you just assume that like the combat triggers and everything happen. Like they scoop after whatever 
whatever the thing was resolves, right? I, think I mean, it, yeah. this one is really magic online, folks, right? The the group will probably tell you, yeah, obviously you get the Toski triggers or whatever. But I had a match a week ago or something where my opponent did this on accident. So they scooped in the middle of my turn while I was thinking. But I needed their colors of mana for my exotic orchard. <laughs> and then after they scooped, I was just about to cast the spell. And then I thought, oh, now I don't have blue mana anymore. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So this was definitely not. Nobody was an a hole at this in this one. They didn't intend just, to screw you over. Yeah. It was unintentional. So I think that's fine. I mean, it's unfortunate, but I think it's fine. But yeah, yeah like, in paper you like could directly. just say, "I tap it before you scoop or something." Yeah, is... I think this is like directly affecting the game with you conceding, whereas conceding before everybody else agrees uh, affects it indirectly but i think it's more ambiguous there but this one is pretty like non-ambiguous it's like yeah don't do this please it's yeah. uh, bad manners yeah <laughs> all right uh so conceding and when we should concede um we covered that we'll move on to the next topic Krim, what do you got for us so kind of like to piggyback on some uh things that you don't like seeing at tables or something like that green uh, green, um, unfor- <laughs> like green as an archetype or combo control. Uh, I, I I wanted to talk about like playing combo control, I guess, at casual tables, um, and I and I do think that specifically some of these archetypes do get unnecessary amount of hate. You may not have to like the archetype, but I do think they are acceptable at casual tables, right? So, like example, if you see a combo player but their combo is like nineteen pieces, are you really that upset? At a casual table, or 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 if, if I'm playing a control deck, look, everybody hates control, but when when you need something answered, who's there, right? <laughs> so <laughs> like like the, I'm just saying, it's the devil, you know. I guess uh, like I, I I think that it's totally warranted and acceptable to play these archetypes at casual, though. You may not like them, you don't have to like them, and just because you don't like these archetypes does not mean that oh that's that's a like a sweaty tryhard you're CDHing right now like that it's not CDH just because it's a control deck it's not CDH because it's combo. I feel like this is where the pregame rule zero stuff really comes into play. I would agree that it's like not wrong to play those things in casual but i also would say like if you sat down with a random play group and you were like hey i'm playing this like combo deck or i'm playing this drago control deck and someone was like yeah that's just i'm not feeling that right now i'd rather play against something else i also would say that person is probably not being an a-hole in a in a Mm -hmm. casual format so i would (laughs) i really (laughs) so you think people should have to play again well i would say that like if the goal of commander is to have fun you should be able like why do we have a, a pregame rule zero conversation? Why do we even do that if if it doesn't matter? Like if your feelings about how you want the game to play out like don't matter and you should just play with whoever is there anyway? Why do we even have a why do we even encourage people to have a rule zero conversation or a pregame conversation? Isn't that the whole point of doing that? To sync up the power levels of the deck though, right? Well, hmm. I'd like to control your experience to make sure you're going to have a good time. Like, I, I would say if you go to a Magic Fest and you're like, hey, I'm going to play, I don't know, like, whatever hardcore Drago deck or a combo deck, and someone's just like, I just don't feel like playing against that right now. Like, I'm sorry. I'm going to look for another table. I would say that you both were perfectly in the right and no one was being a jerk in that scenario. What if, like, I guess because my my thing here is 
no one's ever in the mood to play against a control deck. Second <laughs> up, uh, like I, I think that it, it's totally. I don't know. I don't want to make it so that you're not able to play your favorite playstyle, your favorite deck. Just, like, and that's the main thing here. I would rather. I, I am a okay with sitting there and getting counterspelled out of the game if that's your favorite archetype. But couldn't. But if someone just doesn't want to deal with that, aren't there enough games going on that everyone can be happy and the person who doesn't want to deal with that experience can have the experience they want and you can have the experience that you want? Like, does it have to be an either-or proposition? Or are there enough commander players in the world that everyone can be happy and have the experience that they're looking for, basically? I don't think it's an either-or kind of situation, but quite often I do find that if, if I were to say, like, hey... Like, the amount of times that I'm just not... I'm forced to sit there. I feel more miserable having to play decks that I don't want to play. Or, like, mm-hmm. like like example, that is why I think most people... I would just... I tell everybody, play what you want to play. I've been to Command Fest, and if you played against me in Command Fest, you know I've said this to you, too. I don't care what you're doing. Just, just have fun and play what you want to play. So, I, I appreciate people asking. The courtesy's there. So, I don't think you there. there is an either-or in the situation, but I genuinely would rather everyone just feel comfortable playing whatever they want to play. I think it's really tough, because I think when it comes down to it, it's, like, the social thing, and that, like, yeah, the main right. reason people play Commander is to have fun. And if you tell someone before the game that the deck you're playing is a deck that they, for some reason, feel they're not going to have fun playing against... I feel like that kind of goes against what the spirit of the format is. You should be able to play the deck that you enjoy playing, but that person should also be able to play against decks that they enjoy playing. Like, I feel like there's a way that everyone should be able to come out a winner in this scenario, honestly. Instead of having, like, some person feel like they have to play against a combo deck that they don't want to play against. Like, there's some commitment because someone said they're playing combo that they have to be in that pod and play that game. Like, that that feels weird to me, that you would be, like, somehow obligated to play against the archetype that you don't find fun when there's other options. Again, like, I don't think that there is specific anything wrong with, like, you know, example, like, like you can definitely go find another player or another another pod or something like that if, if you don't want to play against a control deck. But I don't know. Quite often, I, I do find it a little – it's not, like, hard, like, yeah, okay, you're easily an a-hole. I think what it is is more like I – I find it a little more interesting that so many people just don't I, – I, I just rather people play whatever they want to play. Is that not easier? Like, I feel like that's just so much easier. Every discussion that I have in every pod is just play whatever you want to play is like without having to like add, oh, but these stipulations of, oh, I don't like this, 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 this. Because legitimately I, – I say it as a joke, but – like, like, it's often said as a joke, but, like, if you actually, like, I do despise ramp decks, right? Like, I do despise <laughs> ramping. I genuinely despise ramping. But I still play with you, right? And you may not view it the same, but I view it on a higher, different level, right? So, like, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I just, that's why I find it easy to just say, I don't care. <laughs> play whatever. I feel like the... I feel like the context comes into it, too, because I think it just really depends on so many variables. Like, if I was at a... If I was at a command fest and I just came off a three-hour game against two control decks and someone else came up to me and was like, hey, I want to play you with my super sweet control deck, there's a <laughs> chance that I might just be like, yeah. I'm sorry, like, uh, that yeah. deck is awesome, it sounds really cool, but I'm just not feeling a three-hour control battle right now. Like, no offense to you, no offense to your deck, I don't think you're wrong for playing that deck, I have nothing against you, but just, like, it's not right for me at the moment, and I don't think I would be being a a-hole if I did that to someone. I actually I think had this did happen, and I did yeah. just say, hey, that's fine. 
but I like is like the, like but I'm like, hey, is it cool if I add a little asterisk of I might need to concede because I have to go do something if the game runs too long? So yeah. I guess that that was the difference. And that could that could also work. That's one way to say. I remember this was this was we, something we talked about where we were talking about stacks in Commander in a previous podcast, and it was just like, yeah, it's fine to play against stacks, and I'm I'm cool with stacks, but like, what's let's say I only have like an hour, uh, two hours, and I just don't have time for a three hour game. So yeah, I think I think either either having a caveat at the beginning being like, hey, uh, I only have like two hours of time, and then I have to go. So. As long as everybody's cool with it, like you play your your grindy deck, um, but I, I have to leave at this minute sharp, and then I assume everybody's going to be cool with that. Or in that case, like we could also say, like you know, how much time do, does everybody have? Do we only have like an hour and a half, two hours? Maybe we should play more aggressive decks then, and I think that's fine too. Uh, but I also like agree with Krim. There's there's times like if I just ask people like, hey, can I play my Tashira deck? Like let choose between. My Toshiro control deck versus literally any of my any of my aggro decks. Everybody will pick the aggro deck. I've I've had that at like conventions and stuff where I'm like, here's the two options: either Toshiro control, which is kind of mid power, maybe lowish power, or my Perforos aggro dragon tribal deck, which is like mid to high. Uh, they pick the Perforos deck, even if it's much stronger, uh, because they don't want Toshiro blowing up their their creatures and yeah. stuff. Um, so if I gave them the option every single time, I probably would walk away with never playing Toshiro in that game. However, if I just say like, hey, I'm playing Toshiro, is that cool? People will say yes. So it's also like how you couch couch it. Like people will always prefer you to play something that doesn't interact with them over something that does, I feel, if you give them the options. But if you just say like, hey, I'm running this. If anybody has any objections, uh, just let me know. Usually people are just cool with it, and then you can get what you want. And I think it is important because, like, Tashira is one of my, like, sec- my second favorite deck. So I do want to play it. And I think it's important, like, just as people don't want to play certain things, I think it's important that, you know, that person is also allowed to play their thing too. And it's a give and take, you know, like, sometimes I don't, I won't play it every deck, uh, every, every game, but like, I like an opportunity to play it, just like you would like an opportunity to play against non interactive decks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, and I, know. Th- that's and a big I, point I, though right we're talking about control here because combo doesn't have all these problems people don't play against control because they are interacted with but the problem with combo is that they don't have much interaction so it's basically two things oh. that are completely opposite i have a rant on that one <laughs> i have such a rant sure every single include, time yeah, yeah. everybody Wait. says you can't have infinites no infinite combos. No infinite combos. Every single time you're at like a casual event. No infinite combos. I'm allowed to like kill you turn five with my aggro deck, but no yeah. infinite combos. You know, like I'm animaring out Eldrazi Titans on turn Ooh, six. But you have an infinite? But no infinite combos. You know, like oh, there's, no, there's no ancestral statue in this one. There's no Cloudstone Curio combo. So it's fine. And it's like, wait, really? My infinite combo that costs like, it's a 20 mana investment. It's a five card combo. It's easily interacted with because they're all creatures. All of that is, is, is still an infinite combo. Therefore, it's not allowed. Like it's the dumbest thing. Like it's just like, yeah. You want to match power levels, right? If I have a really bad low power infinite combo deck, it's it's still going to be less powerful than your typical tuned aggro deck. And it's just like it's the most frustrating thing when you sit at like a casual table and you're they're like no infinite combos. Like, oh, I guess I have to put away my 
my jank six card combo thing that requires 30 mana i guess that's not okay i'll just i'll just beat you down with my random ass uh Zenigo stompy deck i guess that's what i'm allowed to play and did you just, did you just uh, say six piece combo that requires 30 mana did you do you consider the cauldra setup a combo <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't be allowed to play. Yeah, my worst, my worst deck is my Mech Titan Cauldron deck. It's literally the worst deck. I played it like sixteen times now. It's won a single time. It's awful. It's a god awful deck. Glorious. And yeah, it's 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 failed so many times. And 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 if you said no infinite combos, I wouldn't be allowed to run it. Like that's yeah, how that, is. I mean, that's like, why what I why I said this. Like, I do understand people not wanting to play against control. But with what? combos, I'd say... <laughs> I don't understand that at all, but okay. Yeah, sure. I, I would play against control as well, but I, it makes sense if you interact with them that they say, hey, I came here to execute my game plan, and your yeah. deck is actively trying to stop me from doing this. The combo hate is a little weird. Like, if you play a Thassa's Oracle consultation, that's boring yeah. if you're not CEDHing. But a lot of the decks in Clash that we play end with a combo because we have a janky theme or something... And nobody's saying, well, that was broken. This, yeah, as you said, six card combo. It's just, just because the context is usually there, easier like, to kill in combat. So, yeah, that's... the context isn't there. Like, they just say inf- no infinite combo. Yeah, no, and, yes. But, like, you know, they don't say no aggro decks because, you know, somebody has like a tuned Edgar Markov deck. You know, nobody says no aggro. But they mean, like, we want aggro decks, but we want to hit a certain power level. But for some reason, combos are just lumped together. Like, my Akiki-Jiki combo, two-card combo, is lumped together with my six-card Cauldra combo. Like, that's that's where the two... Ca- There's just one category for both. It, it's the dumbest thing. <laughs> is that how people actually take it? Like, if someone says no infinites, uh, do they mean, like, your, your Mech Titan combo or whatever? Like, your Cauldra combo? I or, hope not, but yeah. if they say I don't like infinite combos, I'm actually, I'm like, take that risk. I'm actually sort of curious. Cauldra. I'm presenting the loop. Because there's got to be some sort of levels to it. Like, I can understand a casual table not wanting to be Thorical or, like, Godo Helmed or whatever just because it's going to be too high power for the table, but, like, yeah. obviously if you're doing some six-piece against-odds Cauldra combo or something, like... That's very different. Like, so why don't you say no two card combo? Just say that no two card combo. Like that is if that's what you mean, then just say that. Don't say no infinite combo because then you're putting me, you're putting my Cauldre combo in the same in combo. the same category as Thorical. <laughs> like, just it's, it's dumb. Yeah. I hate it so much. <laughs> that- that makes sense. I can see really that. rustles my jimmies. And so, like, and that that kind of like this is this is a little bit to swing in. The, so that was like in defensive like combo, but then also in defensive like control. I also think that the idea. Hear me out. Maybe, maybe you. This is this is a a, a take that might might like you know might upset people. But like, hear me out. What if I don't have to actually kill you after a board wipe? What if I just don't want you to automatically win and free roll your way through a game? Like I, a lot of there's a lot of things going on in the like like in the casual space where it's like if you board wipe, you should win after yeah I'm yeah like, i see that a lot on twitter this oh god yeah, I'll just I, i'm just like what well if you play a land you have to win how about that? <laughs> well, no, this, is the, this is the most common one this is this shows up like a couple times on on twitter i don't know if this is like a normal thing in your play groups let us know in the comments section but like this has popped up a few times where there's a concept that if you cast a cyclonic rift overloaded you have to win immediately afterwards 
Or, or else you're like, you should concede. Yeah. <laughs> what? He's like, he's like, what? I'm not allowed to reset the board unless yeah. I'm about to win the game. Like, obviously don't, don't like have Cyclonic Rift in like infinite Archaeomancer loop. Like that's a little bit obnoxious. But is that maybe. a combo? It's I'm not a combo. It's just really annoying. <laughs> it's just really annoying because you can stop, you can, you can interact with it eventually, but like it just, it slows the game down a lot. And like, I get that. I get not doing that. But like the idea of just like, you're not allowed to wipe. Oh, oh! You're not allowed to wipe the board after turn seven. Some like some nonsense <laughs> oh, yeah, like that, like an arbitrary, like an arbitrary number. As if people even keep track of turns in paper too. <laughs> yeah. Like I was playing a CDH game last night, and we were like, "What turn is it?" And we had to like backtrack on 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 who put lane drops and stuff on like turn, and we we're like, "Oh, it's turn five. And it's like, "Oh, but on turn seven, you're not allowed to wipe any more boards. It's illegal." It's like, "What? What are you?" I mean, what are you talking about? There's, there's so many arbitrary like rules that just get added in. I'm like, okay, all right, sure, okay. I mean, I, I, I sometimes propose a um, battle cruiser week for um, Commander Clash, and we didn't do it sure. yet because, I mean, if we say no board wipes, no counters, you can immediately just say, oh yeah, so I crater with you all easily. Like yeah, oh, yeah, if if you know your playgroup doesn't allow roughs, there's no way you just you can build around that so easily. I'm jamming right? off ball every time. Yes, like easy, you can just <laughs> nothing can like ah. Uh, this does make yeah. Now that I'm you said, I've seen this so hard. Yeah, <laughs> and you gotta have board wipes. Even Agrodex, I mean, Krim will tell you. <laughs> and I I wonder how much of it comes down to just people's desires and expectation for the game. Like how much of it is like. If we just keep wrath and boards every turn, this game's going to be four hours. And we even know from yeah. Commander Clash that sometimes we get to three hours and someone's like, I'm really hungry. Like, will this game please end? And we're like <laughs> making content and like trying to be, you know, enjoying as much as possible. So I wonder how much of it's like the expectation that people have going into the game is like, I want to play a game that's an hour and a half. And then someone else has a different expectation, which is I want to, you know, blow up everything as much as possible, which that's not neither of those things are wrong. But maybe like people's expectations are not meeting in a way that's going to lead to a game that makes everyone happy. I don't know yeah. the, the solution to that, but I feel like that that kind of stuff is where I actually do think the pregame conversation is important, because if you have one person that's buckled in for the long haul and ready for a four hour, you know, battle and you got another person who's like, I got to be somewhere in an hour and a half. Maybe you should not play that game or maybe you should change how you're yeah. going to play that game so everyone can be happy with how it goes. Honestly, like, I, I sure that, like, rule zero resolves a lot of things, uh, I think, if you have that pregame <clears throat> conversation. But I guess, like, uh, w when it comes to that kind of stuff, I kind of just would rather just be like, oh, well, I have this much time. I don't care what you play, but I have to leave at this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Although, is it an unfulfilling result for everyone if, like... Uh, you're an hour and a half into a two and a half hour game and someone's just like, eh, peace out. Like, would it be better if you played different decks to try to maybe complete the game in that amount of time? That's like, I think that plays the into it too. option to switch out. Be like, you can still play it if you really want to, but if you want the game to be over, you could swap out. And then it's on that person to, to choose whether they still want to play control or not. I think that's yeah. kind of nice. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think a control player has an issue with you conceding. <laughs> <laughs> that's, right. that is their win con <laughs> like, I, that would be easier than me using castle Ardenvale commander all-star by the way I, I, they, uh, just, they swap out their finishers for just more counter magic <laughs> like sweet yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I just I wish the vocabulary was a little bit better. That's that's what it yeah. really comes down to. I agree with Seth. Like, I think if I was talking rule zero, it'd be like, what turn? Like, what general turn do you want the game to end on? Like, do you like that? Would that'd be like I want it to end after like turn five? You know, that would stop. You know, like the turn one fast mana, I win the game sort of stuff. That would like preclude that. And then the other question I would be like is like how much time does everybody have? And then we just calibrate from there. Like, all right, like you know, I want to play my control deck. We only have an hour and a half. I'm okay with you guys conceding if if the game goes long. Like, okay. And then we just play. Yeah. Works for me. Yeah. Or just say just play whatever. It usually works out. Like if yeah. you're all if we're all like cool with each other, then it's going to work out. And if it doesn't work out, then you know for the next game pretty fast. Like you have a fast game and they're like, all right, this is too strong. I'm gonna swap it out for XYZ and it's like cool, cool, cool. I'm going to keep it as is, give it another shot. And, yeah. All right. All right. Moving on. I, Seth, I got what do you got one. for us? You have a good I got, one. I got one that I struggle with personally, which is killing someone early. Uh, is it is it okay to take someone out relatively early in the game? And what if that person is having mana trouble, let's say? What if they got off to a bad start? Maybe they're missing some land drops. Is it okay to just focus your attacks on that person and take them out? Because from the perspective of, like, wanting to win the game, getting a player out of the game is pretty beneficial. That's one less person that could potentially beat you. But from the perspective of, like, wanting to have a fun experience for the whole table, are you making the game less fun for that person as you brutally beat them down because the magic gods, you know, frowned and didn't give them any lands this game? <laughs> so what do you think about taking someone out early? And does it matter if what their draw is like, if their mana is screwed or whatever? Hi, uh, resident uh, mana screwed person. Um, kill me. <laughs> Put me out of my misery. Kill me. Please kill me. Don't, don't take... I'm all for less feel-bads. I don't want you to yeah. feel bad because you did something in Commander. Do yeah. whatever it is. Like, And if I'm mana screwed, that's not your problem. I got greedy. I kept a greedy hand, right? Like, I don't feel like you should pull punches because of it. Like, if it is yeah. strictly correct, kill me. Please kill me. I'm stuck on three mana. Please kill me for the love of God. Kill me. I think I don't think it's it's bad manners either way. I think I think it would be it would be nice not to do that. But if you if you think it's going to give you a a significant advantage in the game, I think it's correct to do so because you're playing to win usually at a casual event. I mean, you don't you don't have to always be playing to win. Sometimes you'd be like, hey, I want to let you draw cards because you're falling behind. So I'm going to like. I'm running cards like Secret Rendezvous specifically to make sure everybody has a chance to play. And that's that's totally fine, too. Uh, usually, I try to build decks that I think are equal power, and then I try to pilot them to just increase my win percentage um, as best as I can. So in, in that case, like if I, think, if I think killing you is going to increase my win percentage, then I think that's a good idea. Uh, sometimes I think it's actually wrong to kill a person because I think it will decrease your win percentage. Like, let's say there's an arch enemy at the table that you're you're behind... And that person's behind. Killing them will probably lower your win percentage because you need their resources to help you uh, defeat the other person. And I remember there was a situation where, like, I remember Phil killed me in a recent commander clash. And I was like, Richard's, like, way ahead than both of us. Why are you killing me right now? We could work together. And Phil just killed me. And I was like, I don't understand. And then he cast Farewell immediately afterwards. And I'm like, oh, he had Farewell. So Richard was just dead. Like, Richard, he killed me. 
And then he, he basically took Richard out of the game. And by taking me out and having Richard basically out because his board got exiled, he's, he basically was securing victory there. And that made a lot of sense to me. If he didn't have the farewell, I would be like, what are you doing, Phil? <laughs> we could have worked together a little bit. But he had farewell. I did not know that information. He immediately followed up with it. And I think that was really smart. Uh, another question with uh, also with me and Toma. Remember when <clears throat> in Richard Week, where in the middle of a three-hour game, I could have killed you with a Vorpal Sword attack? Yeah. And I didn't do I'm still not sure. Like, this would be the perfect, well, I can't kill somebody. Do I do it? You were never scary to anybody in this game playing Kithkin. So That's I'm not sure if that was... I should have done it. I mean, obviously, for content, it would be bad. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would honestly feel... You were just so far behind the table. You don't get anything in Commander from killing somebody. Uh, you kind of do though. You're, that's like plus like fifty cards because you don't have to spend can, resources, right? Well, you also, but you can use it as an allyship. You can also say, "I'm true. not going to kill you," and in return, you do X, Y, Z for me. Because I was in a position where, like, I can't. I was, I was totally behind, right? Like, yeah, so killing you were so me, far behind. You didn't even have to offer me anything. I didn't even yeah. go like, "Oh, I don't kill you," and. It, you don't attack me, but you're not going to attack anybody in this game yeah. <laughs> anyway. But you can be like, if you have any removal, I want you to remove XYZ for me. And then you're basically oh, yeah. gaining resources that way. Like, I was in a position where, like, I had nothing. I, I cannot threaten you in any meaningful way at the moment. So I would like to stay in the game because I would increase my win percentage. So if you said, like, uh, I'll keep you alive, but for the next X turns, uh, you can't attack me. And also, like, the next removal spell you find, you have to use it on, on Seth something or whatever. Then I would say, yeah. And then I think that would, that would increase your win percentage. But also, for the memes, for viewer for viewer thing, maybe yeah, that's fine to kill me as well. But I think yeah. for a win percentage, it's probably better to keep me alive and just use me as a, a bargaining chip. Yeah. Oh, I imagine I killed something. you and then... <laughs> Then Richard obliterates. Jeez. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I always feel so bad. There's been times like Commander Clash where I've like had the opportunity to one shot someone or take someone out early, and I really struggle with it. And I really don't know the answer to this one. Like I, I feel like it makes me the jerk at the table because we're trying to play a game <laughs> of Commander and everyone's like trying to have a good time, but at the same time I'm like ugh, like. In the end, all except one of us have to die. Yeah. Like, and like that's that's how the game of Commander ends: is people, you know, getting taken out of the game. So I I don't know the answer to this one. I think there's a lot of I, I, a lot of gray area. I don't even think there should be a gray area, really. Like I <laughs> again, like I I think that I it's better to reduce the number of pe like feel bads in Commander, right? Like, and like making yeah. people like worry about like some things like this. And I think. If you can do it, do it. Like, right? Because at the end of the day, the only reason you shouldn't do it is you think you can leverage keeping me around. Yeah. Otherwise, what if, I am a liability to you, right? <laughs> like, like, what if we? What if we take it to the next level? What if you just like brutally keep only attacking the person who stumbles on mana? Like, is that still okay? Someone oh, stumbles on lands, and like, rather than spreading the love at all, you're just like, attack you, attack you, try to get that, we gotta kill him before they draw a land and do anything, like, that's, like, that's also fair game? I would say that that is, that, that is a little bit different, right? Like, if you're just, the goal is to make it so that, oh, they're on, they, they've been trying to play their chromatic lantern and they're on two mana. Like, and you're trying to stop that. We thing. gotta get them. Yeah, they can't have them having all the colors. Like, you know, like, okay, that makes you kind of an a-hole. But, but if, if it's like, 
you know, hey, I need to hit you because you're the only person open, and I need to see if I can get like this curse trigger or 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 the triggers off my creature. I get it. Like I understand. I mean, that's, right. It's like, not that's, even to feel bad. That yeah. happens literally all the no, time, and nobody even thinks game. twice. Like right. somebody has somebody has an attack trigger, and it's like, well, I need to attack, and you're the only one open because your mana screwed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm gonna hit you. Nobody even like thinks like, oh, I feel bad, or some. We'll say, oh, I feel bad, but he's doing, it and he's like, has a, uh, has a, a big grin. grin on his face. <laughs> yeah. I feel so bad, really. Oh, so terrible. Oh, my this heart is terrible. Uh, I get a treasure. Like, um, yeah, yeah, I get a tra- <laughs> That's how I show empathy <clears throat> by laughing and all smiling. All it takes is like a clue token. He can get a clue. He doesn't even make, not even a clue token, like a blood token, and he'll do it. <laughs> You, you, gotta say, you gotta get that value. Seth's attack I mean, for a if you get less. value from it. <laughs> yeah. But on the other hand, if you then say, oh, I'm attacking you because I want that treasure anyway, and actually I have a hatred in hand and I can kill you, so I kill you, that would be. Uh, I'd probably say, yeah. Unless it's the situation where Seth had to kill me with a hatred because otherwise I would have killed the table. Then, of course. Even. Yeah, even that one I still kind of wonder about a little bit. Like, nah, no, you were pretty far ahead. Well, but pretty far I, ahead I stopped there. wondering the the game after where he he grinded us out with a shroom yeah. for like two <laughs> hours, right? Like, yeah. So I guess it was. Probably I think it depends correct. on the commander. Like, I was running Bridget. I don't think you were scared of Bridget. You don't really need. You don't really have a clock to take me out. But like, if somebody's running, I don't know, like Joyra, and it's like as soon as I cast Joyra, I'm gonna draw half my deck and win the game. Well, okay, now you have to stop stop them before they cast Joyra, right? Like, yeah, you stumbled on mana, and that sucks, because you don't get to play the game. But, like, I will attack. I will, if I think a person will just win the game, if they just, like, cast their commander and untap with it one time, uh, I won't feel bad about taking them out. Because that's that's the style of play that they're on, right? Yeah. But if they're going for, like, a low-power jank commander, and they're stumbling on mana, then I'll be like, okay, I want to see what they're going to do. Because I know that even if they have one or two turns... Maybe they'll be in an, a decent position after that. But they're not going to be like threatening to end the game. So I think I think it depends on the commander largely. And that also adds to where like yes, uh, I think that you might be the a hole if you're upset that you're playing like yeah. let's just say a Sharoom deck and then you're getting beat mercilessly because you're like a land away from go like looping everybody. And you're or, like ups- when I was playing Lonus, like I'm not I'm not asking for your sympathy when I'm playing Lonus or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to literally crash Moto with my manufactured triggers. So like, yeah, well, so if you, that's actually saving the game by, yeah. by taking me out before you're Moto. You're the hero. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, and I think that also comes to the other side. It's like you shouldn't. I don't think it's warranted to be. It's not warranted to be salty. Period, and that's something I have to work on personally. Uh, but it's especially not warranted if you're playing a, de- a deck that like will win if you're given a single turn of opportunity. It's, I don't think it's warranted to complain when you're being taken out before you're allowed to do anything. Because when you do something, you win the game. So like people, if they want to have a chance of winning, they have to take you out. So that, that, that's how it goes sometimes. And I think knowing that your commander is like that is important, too, because we've had a few instances where, oh, like, yeah. people just didn't realize. Like, uh, Richard played Orvar not realizing that Orvar is the kind of commander that tends to be viewed as, like, if you untap with this, you're going to win the game. And everyone was attacking him, and Richard was a little like, why, why are you guys attacking me? Like, I don't get it. And everyone else was like, oh, we've seen Orvar mm-hmm. before. So I think, like, 
understanding the power level of your own deck is also important in those scenarios. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's I very did true. play Orvar. It was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I remember that game. It was super disgusting. <laughs> Why did you attack my Brea deck? I don't understand. Yeah, my Brea deck did nothing. I didn't even get the caster. It's like, yeah, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Phil, what do you got for us? Oh, I've got something that uh, happened to me. So <laughs> the situation is not wrathing an enormous board if it doesn't improve your odds of winning. So I don't know if people remember, but we had, a, I think, the uncommon week from New Capanna. And mm-hmm. I had three mana bobs and three lands, and the rest had like seven lands. And Toma was well ahead playing Elf Ball. And I could have Blasphemous acted my entire board, leaving me with three lands and only seven drops in hand. Or I could have waited to see if I draw one more land and play Decree of Pain. And I did the mistake of saying, oh, I do have a board wipe, but I'm not playing it, which really stirred the fire off conversation there, (laughs) especially in the comments. But I still feel you're not obligated to, like, regulate the board. It's like, if I don't, I would have crushed any chances of ever coming back while giving the other two players a chance of coming back. I did phrase it as, hey, I want to play game two because I want to play a new game. We should have probably not done (laughs) this as well. But in principle, I wouldn't be... Nobody is responsible to clean up the board. It's like... I'm not going to make any... Okay, no, 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 no. No jokes here. But nobody is responsible for (laughs) the health of the board state. If somebody goes off, it's your decision. If you want to deal with it, if you think it's better not to, then don't do that. Phil, you you ever watch The Watchmen or read it? (laughs) Yes, I watched the movie. Okay, do you remember the line that Rorschach says that the... <laughs> the they'll look up and, and screaming save us, and I'll look back and wh- I'll look down and whisper no. You were in that position, <laughs> and I I, I like that. <laughs> I, uh, I agree with Phil that no one's obligated to play their cards in their hand. I do think uh, the content complicates it though. The fact that we have open hands and that yeah. everyone can see like the that doesn't change your responsibility. But I think if you don't do it and everyone knows you're not doing it you gotta expect that you're gonna take a little gruff for it like i I don't think it's wrong for like if you're like hey i can wrap the table and save everyone but i'm not going to i don't think it's wrong for the rest of the table to be like come on dude like (laughs) but at the same time i also don't think you're obligated to cast that spell my answer would be just like don't say it just keep your mouth shut and then no one's gonna no No. one's gonna have no one's gonna know that you didn't cast it and it's whatever definitely advertise it I would advertise. Yeah. <laughs> if I was in your position, I would have just said nothing and yeah, then passed it because yeah. you literally would have been you would have knocked yourself into the stone age. Uh you would have lost most of your most of your mana because most of your mana yeah. you had like two three lands out and then you had like basically just like mana dorks and stuff to yeah. to let you cast spells and if you had one more land drop you could have gotten a much better board wrap the next the next turn. So, I think I think I would I would 100% not have cast it, but I wouldn't have advertised it either. Yeah. Because yeah. you pass a turn, there's a chance that the other two also have a board wipe. And there's also a chance that the next turn, I don't actually win the game or do anything. You didn't know that I had the Ferris Protection in my hand. 
Uh, oh, yeah. But I, oh, yeah. that would have been such a blowout. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that would have been God. brutal. So after, after that first turn, but also somebody had a counter magic for my Teferi's protection. So there was a lot of complications there. Um, and I think I think 100% I wouldn't have done it. Uh, and and I just wouldn't have said anything about it because I think I, I think, think that would have just crippled most much. people wouldn't do it if they only have their own board state in mind. Right. The, the viewers obviously saw all four board states and don't have a POV necessarily. Like they just see the game as a whole and think, wait, there's the answer for the problem we got right now. But yeah. I'm just playing my game and. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was hoping for another land. Uh, I think I think it's more egregious some some stuff that set that, and I will still get some garbage for that. <laughs> Bring it. The, okay, uh, it. not not sacrificing uh, your your treasures to a dock side. I needed those, objectively Tomer. wrong. Objectively I wrong. I needed that three mana. You needed that with your smothering tithe. You would have made four more mana at least. You can never have enough. On your next turn cycle. It's never, oh, hang on. It's never enough. Yeah. If, if <clears> Phil <throat> ever ever gets flack, ever gets flack from the table for that, I'm going to be bringing, bringing that up every single time. And then the farewell, more contentious, I still think 100% you get rid of. The the, the Lonus's player's stack of clues that his deck is built around, you 100% do that. I lose one Sol Ring. I, I lose I will, 10% of my mana. I will Ugh. say with the benefit of hindsight... Not sacking the the treasures that one game may may have been incorrect. That may have been incorrect. I will stand behind. I will stand behind the farewell. I even have math on it. I will. I will show you my math later if if you want to see it. I'll I'll show you the percentages. But I I thought much about that play, and I'm going to stick with it. We'll leave it to the viewers to decide. Spoiler alert: They were on my side. Yeah, but most people are stupid, Tomer. So why would they take their opinions? <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> Edit. I, I love you. Right I love you. I'm people. I love you, I'm Jeff. people. That's me. Buy our play mats, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm the stupidest, so we're we're equal. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, right. To close that out, I just like to state yeah. that I say I have a big brain. It's just smooth. That's all. <laughs> I may have one or two wrinkles. <laughs> That's because I I squint sometimes. <laughs> um. Okay. We'll move move uh, onward. I guess this is a little bit probably a fast one. I guess because it's a little bit kind of what we talked about before. But using removal to affect the board when you're 100 percent to lose. Like I I know this is a, this is a more of a question that is geared towards CDH players because I know this is this is a hot button topic, but like basically like firing off like let's say you were being attacked for lethal, right? You have you have five creatures coming at you and it's overkill. And you have one source of plowshares in your hand. You can exile one of the creatures that are attacking you, uh, but it won't matter. It will it will still result in your death hundred percent guaranteed. Do you still fire that off? Even though you know that your win percentage is still going to be zero percent, with, with like without it, with a total certainty, nobody else is going to intervene. You know that firing your removal spell will not increase your win percentage when you do it. Is that a bad manners move? No. If you apart, apart exile one gifts? of the attacking creatures, sure. <laughs> if you exile like a creature from somebody else, <laughs> just, <laughs> I mean, I'd still think that's funny. I don't think that's any. I'm gonna sword your elvish mystic on my way out. Later. <laughs> I, that's gotta be I'm fair. Kill like, that Nissa on the way out. <laughs> hey, Nissa. <laughs> if, Honestly, if you're attacking of- me for. 
for lethal. I'm going to strip mine your lands. I'm going to wasteland yeah. your lands. I'm going to empty my yeah. hand to removal. Like, you're killing me. Like, I think I might as yeah. well, like, do what I can to, like, make it painful for you since you're the one that's taking me out. So I, I, I do think a parting gift on your way out for everyone is also pretty funny. Like, I'm about to die, but on my so, way so out, funny, I'm, yeah. I'm also going to sword your creature randomly. You're not hitting me. And then on top of that, like, I'm the person hitting me, I'll do worse too, right? Like, I think it's yeah. totally fine. I think it, it's it's if like, it has to make like I, I actually I don't think I don't find many situations where it wouldn't be like I would be upset if you gave a parting gift on your way out. <laughs> Let's just go with that. Yeah, I think especially if you you announce it ahead of time, be like, hey, if you attack me, I'm going to blow up one of your things on the way out. I'm still going to die. You're still going to kill me. But as a deterrent, I'm going to remove one of your things. And I know, like, the, the first half when you don't announce it, CDH players get, get froth at the mouth, or at least some of them do. Really? Based on my interactions, yeah. Uh, they, they think it's like, if you, if you can't increase your EV, you, don't, you, never, you never take that play, because you're not playing to the spirit of, of CDH. But I think like, if you're using it as leverage, be like, hey, if you attack me, I'm going to blow sure. up one of your things. You're still going to kill me, but I'm going to blow up one of your things. I don't, people have a problem with that. Wait, there's a, way to make, there's a way to, to make CDH EV. players froth at the mouth? <laughs> I, no, I want to play. I want to play. They have been, <laughs> I, they have been known so, to be salty somehow. Even <laughs> even CDH players. I want to do it now. <laughs> what if you had three life and somebody miraculously actually plays the lightning bolt and targets you, and in response you overload a cyclonic rift? Is that? BM. Hell yeah. Uh, it's like the how? most brutal how is just the thing. middle finger on the way out. Yeah. I, I mean, how is, that is it BM? BM? Maybe, but it's very trolly and I'll do it anyway. Yeah, if I'll yeah. be considered BM, I'm doing it. Your move, your go. I mean, I, I, mean, I would think of you as like your... But but if you're doing that play, you probably want to be perceived as the a hole at the table anyway. Like that's <laughs> yeah. the reason to make that play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so. guess that kind of that kind of also answers that. Yeah, yeah. you are the a hole, but you're going to do it anyway. You're, you're the a hole, you're facing it. Yeah, but the a hole we love. So you know. so Thank do we you. check mark yes on a hole? I guess that for, you know, uh, yeah, you're right. Maybe a parting gift makes you an a hole, but it's acceptable, right? Like yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Pop off. If you're getting killed, off. it gives you a free pass for anything. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Like, if you scoop and say, I play Cyclonic Rift and I scoop and just go home, like, that would be... But if you're getting killed, you can do whatever you want. I mean, you're, you're already punished as hard as you can, so might as well deal some damage. <laughs> the Cyclonic Rift is brutal. So yes, a-hole, but, but still we will kind. do it. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll still do it. All right. Okay, moving on. Krim, what do you got for us? Well... This one is we we've, we've probably all done it or seen it at some point. Breaking deals. Uh, let, let's say something you make a deal, but the situation has changed, uh, or, or or the deal has worked out to now where like the situation's changed enough to where the deal you had priorly uh, you had just made prior would essentially be king making, right? Like mm. I I is that okay? Like is it ever okay to break deals? Only if you find a funny loophole. <laughs> Otherwise, I think it's a bit disingenuous and nobody will make deals so with you, you So you again. just got to want it more. All right. Got it. Got uh, it. I'll, well, mean, if I'll you find a funny way. Sometimes. Well, yeah. we, we just had a game where I made a deal with Phil not to attack me so we could attack Tomer. I managed to actually kill Tomer with my attack. 
And then Phil, he did, to his credit, stick to that deal. I think there's... There's maybe some argument that Phil would be absolved of that deal in that situation. Or, like, even in that situation, should you stick to your deal, even though the the game state changed so greatly? Because when the deal was being made, I was actually, honestly, it wasn't as much of a trick as people thought. I was actually not realizing that I could straight up kill Tomer because I thought he would block, and he didn't end up blocking because my thing had trample. (laughs) So I thought that we were both going to have to attack him. But with how it played out, Tomer ended up just dying to one attack. Should did Phil still need to keep the deal in that scenario, even though like a huge part of it ended up changing, although technically he did say he wasn't gonna attack me the next turn. I, I think that's where there's a little though, more right? gray area. A, uh, I think that's the Tomer for playing chicken I, and, and not backing out. <laughs> I like that. Uh, good old game of chicken. Second I, Tomer's, out, I think fine. Tomer's play was right, like, given the circumstances, too. I don't think Tomer made a mistake. But I did yeah. have the information in your hand that you're going to Yeah, you didn't know what I had, cool. so, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't th- I don't think Phil is then forced to, like... Like, okay, if, if Phil... I guess, obviously, it's in, like, the, the, the details, right? Like, if I told you I'm not going to hit you for a turn cycle... Okay. I won't hit you for a turn yeah. cycle. But but if it's like, oh, I'm not going to attack Tomer or whatever, and that's the deal, and then Tomer's gone, that does change yeah. the play a little bit, right? And th- maybe this adds to why there's like four-hour commander clashes, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I think, yeah, I think you are absolved. I don't think Phil needed to uphold that anymore. Uh, the board state yeah. has changed enough. The game has changed enough to where you are able to change things up a little. You've hit... The, the restructuring in the contract. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think, mm. So if the deal was I attack Toma, sure, that would, is what I would consider a loophole. A legal attack. You can't do Wasn't that there anymore. like a planeswalker or something? And somebody's in the comments said, well, you could have at least attacked the planeswalker. I think you had a uh, the wandering, might... the wanderer, um, uh, like, yeah. not emperor, just the wanderer planeswalker. So I should have attacked this because that would be... Not what I, but I explicitly said, hey, I'm not going to attack Seth. So. Oh, you're not going to attack Seth. Oh, and then you attack Seth? No, he no, didn't. didn't. He, he yeah, upheld but, his deal, but yeah, I actually... Otherwise, I would have won, I think. I think I had lethal. I think you could have killed me. Yeah. I will say from my perspective, if you had swung out at me, I probably would have given you a little bit of a hard time about it, but yeah. I would have been like... <laughs> enough change that I wouldn't have held it against you, honestly. Like, I can definitely see an argument for... Tomer being dead, changing the the terms of our deal there. If you wanted to make that argument, I probably would would be like, uh, you know, I'll give you a hard time, but I'll I'll let it slide. So that's not worth the win. <laughs> I'll give yeah, but I, I definitely I, respect I that you held onto yeah. the deal, even though you probably could have weaselled your way out of it if you wanted to and gotten away with it. So I, I definitely respect that. Makes me know for future games that Phil is someone yeah. who. Even though he could have probably found a loophole to get away with it. Like, Phil's someone that's actually going to stick to his deal, even if it would really benefit him not to. So for future games, I'm going to remember that in, like, that'll probably work to your benefit, I would say. I mean, that's, yeah, as soon as you break one deal, nobody's going to trust you again. Uh, So you only get one of Is that any different than, like, so (laughs) uh, I was, like, at Command Fest Richmond, I played a game where I, I made a deal right and the deal was that i would not kill this person right and i would help them but what i did was i let the attacks yeah. and everything go through and the health 
went to one. I helped them just <laughs> enough to make it so that, hey, you're at one. So you're technically alive. You're technically yeah. alive. I didn't, I, you know, and, and <laughs> I weaseled my way out of it so that all I did was make sure that I put myself in a position to where I don't die and you're at one. So it's incentivized that you hit them anyways. So, like, you're not directly killing them, but I, I do think that you can... I don't know. I guess at the end of the day, like, the, the deals, I think you can make them. Uh, and I, But I think you can, as, as easy as you can make them, you can change the deal if enough has changed. I'm talking about, like, actually changed. Not, not like, yeah. oh, that they went up a land. I, I'm going to kill you now. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, I, I do think that if, oh, well, that, I made that deal, but that was before you played, like, 19 Planeswalkers. Right? If you, if you played... Depends. No. Depends on the wording. They if you find a loophole, make it funny and it's fine. Yeah. And make it make sense. Like attacking the planeswalker instead of the player, for We're example. We're going to hold uh, on to the deal until you have a good board state and then the deal's <laughs> off? Or, like, I don't know. Yeah, that's, Depends on the deal. Uh, like, but... I mean, yeah, like, like yeah, obviously, that, that's... you gain five life. The deal is off. <laughs> if, if, yeah, that's, that's again, I guess the difference here is that, like, I do, I do, I do make deals that are very, they much, very much so have an emergency red button for me, right? So, (laughs) (laughs) so yes, you you do have to, like, Seth has specifically learned this as the way he words most of our deals now. He's like, and you also can't do this. Very careful. Yes. (laughs) I have learned. I mean, I will say too, like, I think you could argue that making and breaking deals is part of the game. So I would not view you as a person as an a hole because you, broke a deal in the game but it would make me very hesitant to make and yeah. make deals with you and trust you in the future like i'm thinking yeah. of jake like i didn't think yeah. jake was an a-hole but jake was also the type of player who would make a deal and then literally just be like i lied ha 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 do the opposite yeah. and and uh i just we all stopped making deals with him because we knew yeah, that you can't make a deal with jake because there's yeah. <laughs> there's no way he's gonna uphold it so i i, I don't break deals i i refuse i i will like i'll I might break deals by accident, but I won't consciously ever break a deal. I think that's kind of important because, especially in in a regular play group, like like Seth said, if you break, if you're known for breaking deals, then uh, the the weight of your your deals uh, are no longer are no longer valid. But I, I'm going to I'm going to rev- Uno reverse card this this uh, situation. I think it's kind of BM to make some of the deals that we make pretty often on Commander Clash, where like. <laughs> I'm going to go for second or I'm not going to touch you until XYZ person's dead. Like, I, I feel like it goes so beyond that it's kind of BM to the person who's left out of the deal where you basically be like, you know what? Instead of playing a free-for-all game, we're just going to make it like 2VX, you know? Like, it's just going to be for the rest of the game, turn five or something. We're going to just be like, hey, uh, I won't attack you for the rest of the game and uh you don't attack me for the rest of the game and uh i'm going to let you draw all the cards off xyz effects like i'm not I'm never gonna pay for your heuristic and in return you're never <laughs> going to remove any of my spells like any any of my permanents or something like something nonsense like that and it kind of like it compared to like any like other play secrets yeah <laughs> no other play group deal. do i ever have like such a <laughs> such a degree of the politics and i'm usually also <laughs> the one left out of the loop and it, it it does genuinely feel bad being the person who's like outside of this political sphere Tomer. and people make the most grand like most grand treaties tell me like just, yes just start making that treaty with me I that's... just don't like do. I, that's not how I play commander. Like I don't, I don't like making a, a political truce with with uh, a person at the table. Where you're like, I'm going to play two VX, 
until we're the last people standing and then we're going to play a game of Commander Amazon because I signed up for a free-for-all game. So it just, I don't know. It feels, but, but is it, it feels not bad smart when you make... in a free-for-all to like pick your allies? Right? For, sure, like, but I signed up for... But I, I signed up for free for all, and then like yes, politics is good, but to an extent, just like just like doesn't it not make sense to bring an Urza deck to to your table because you know Urza has a high EV. Like yes, it does, but also hmm. you're kind of a dick if you bring a, 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 a Urza deck to a casual table. Like same thing with politics, you can go too far with it. And I think like if you do, if you make certain treaties. Uh, they can kind of step over the line because the people who are left out of the treaties are basically they lost the game on the get go because you just made a handshake. I don't know. I, 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 I never point. considered it from that perspective, but I, that is that is intriguing. The idea Somebody is interesting. Somebody on the receiving end. Hi, hello. That's how it feels sometimes. <laughs> it feels like you like there's there's a there's a uh, agreement. I I don't go for these because I, again this is not how I like playing the game. So I'm left out usually, and then I kind of feel like I'm just going to be out of the game in a couple of turns. I guess because I didn't I didn't shake somebody's hand early enough. <laughs> what about um, what about then taking the person the because like it's unless you somehow manage to unite the table to hate you entirely. Uh, yeah, and it's a three v one. Why then don't you just immediately just politic with the other person left out? Yeah, hopefully right? you do. So, so I guess like that's why I've never been too worried but, about those deals. I guess because then I yeah. just like okay, well, fine. It's you two, and then and then I'll just make this deal with the other person that's left out. But if it happens so often, it's like I thought it was a free for all game, but I guess we're just signing up for two v two versus two v two. Like it, Com- every once in a while, lends itself to eventually at points, a good amount of points will always be a two v one or something like that, right? At Usually times. an arch enemy. Yeah. Somebody's going to get ahead, and then the table has to bounce together to stop them. But then once they're behind, then that's it. I, I don't like... I hate the treaties that are like, I'm going to leave you for last. And then you, like, announce this on turn four or whatever. <laughs> and then for the rest of the game, they are on a team. And it doesn't matter the rest of the board state. They're on a team until the very end. Like, that, that always bothered didn't, me a lot. Didn't you say I... that to me, though, personally, when, when, I, when I, you played into my broadcasted opposition agent on turn four? <laughs> I'm going to kill you for the rest of the game now, Krim. <laughs> Maybe. But I also re- always respected it ever since. I don't remember that game. I remember I, remember I respected op- Have I not respected your opposition agent every other game, Krim? I wasn't even I look at, I I look at three mana, one black. And I will always, I will always respect it, no matter what. <laughs> is that not true? Okay, you're right. That's fair. That's fair. So, there it is. I learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sometimes I don't know. I feel like I, politics goes a little bit too far in our group. I think we make deals over stupid things for sure, and I could yeah. definitely see how being left out could could definitely feel bad if you're not doing the politics game and everyone else is. So that. Something I'll definitely think about because I hadn't considered it from that perspective. Kind of like the the red curse, not realizing at first that hey, maybe this feels bad if you're the one getting targeted with it. Maybe it's one of those scenarios, and it actually no. feels worse than I than I realize. So, hmm. like I I will try not to go into agreements that extreme, and then then it's easier to back. It's easier to not feel bad about backing out of it because if you say I'm going to leave that person uh, until the very last, but then they combo off, and you have like one turn to to kill them and you say I, I can't because I agree to leave them for last well you're in a bit of a pickle there but if you don't if those those agreements don't happen in the first place you could always say no to those type of agreements right like so I, don't I, know. I do believe that so like the my final thing on that is just I do believe though that also 
be reasonable with your deal. Like, uh, like yeah. I'm, I'm not going to try to be like, oh, let me win the game. Right. Like, yeah. like, like, and, and, and I'm not going to be upset when you interact with me because I try to win the game either. Like if we make this deal and then I try to pop off and win the game and you made some deal like, oh, don't touch my stuff. Okay. I won't touch your stuff. But if you're going to win the yeah, game, yeah. I, I think I will interact with that. Right. Is it okay to then interact with it? I think sometimes there, there's been some cool moments. I think it was on game nights where they made a they made a deal where they said, "I'm not going to attack you this turn, but in re- in return, I want you to not counter the next like the next sorcery I cast." And then like 30 minutes later, 30 <laughs> minutes later into the game, the sorcery is cast, and it was the game winning thing. And I wow. thought that was kind of funny. But I wouldn't I wouldn't want that to happen often. And I probably would say no to that deal sometimes. But sometimes it's funny. I don't know. So yeah, it depends, I guess. I wouldn't do it that often, though. I'd probably say no to that deal. So group consensus, yeah, you fishy. are an a-hole if you break a deal. Uh, if you bre- I think oh, so. yeah, I, I, I think, think so. so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Unless you find a funny loophole, then it's there's Well, it's but then are you great. breaking the deal if there's a loophole? <laughs> no, so there's, some, there's some gray areas there. But. Yeah. Well, Don't I kill got... me next turn. I won't attack you in the combo kill. And it's like, yeah, you got it. That's fine. I got... I got a quick and easy one uh, for y'all next on my list. I think we all agree that playing proxies is fine. I think that's something we've all come to the conclusion of. But something I've seen people talk about is being offended by people not telling them before the game that they're playing proxies. Like, just sitting down mm-hmm. to a game, and then next thing you know, there's some, you know, proxied fetch lands or whatever. They just start showing up. Is it bad manners are you a jerk if you play proxies but don't tell anyone and people just discover that as the game goes along that your cards are proxied uh or is there no obligation to actually like announce that to anyone and just to make it clear we all agree proxies are fine we're all in support of proxies in general it's more of the rule zero aspect of this so i don't i don't see what's the difference of me telling you and not telling you right like like it's proxies who cares I, i just want you to play the game right and if you have the cards to play the game we all we're not like billionaires so like you know like i get yeah. it uh, also you're play you could be play testing on top of that right like this, there's so many reasons why you have to proxy and to be honest with you it saves time that i don't have to hear uh how you got from a to point b that you know c and all that and why you need to try this just try it out i believe you do your thing it, it's so weird because like in, if you play cdh you just assume everybody has proxies because obviously nobody's gonna spend like or most people cannot spend like ten thousand dollars us on a, on a pile of cardboard but right. then this becomes kind of like more of a hot button topic in casual where it's like you're allowed to play volcanic island and fetches and everything but only if you spent the money for it otherwise otherwise get out of here and it's like <laughs> i i think it's oh, ex- yeah we agree yeah we agree that it's proxing's okay but like yeah i i've had people announce but like i don't i don't think you need to and i think if anybody was like if anybody okay here here's here's well the follow up on the flip side is like would it would you be the asshole if somebody said I have proxies in my deck and you said I don't want to play against that deck? Because that's basically what the question is for, right? If you have to announce it, that means that you're basically giving the the people the opportunity to say no, I don't want to play against a proxy a deck with proxies in it. And I would say a hundred percent if you say that you don't want to play at a casual game of Magic that you don't want to play against proxies, uh, then you're the asshole. Like that's straight up. So that's why I don't think that the 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 requirement of disclaimering is important because like if you if there's anybody who would say no to it i wouldn't want to play with them anyway like yeah, they're an yeah asshole. I, I, like, I agree with that, that for sure kind of, i <laughs> i gotta say though like 
especially now that I play Paper Magic again, I'm super obsessed with Old Border. Yeah. And I love old foils, although just old border, cool versions of cards. And while I obviously accept proxies and kind of expect them, I can't really imagine somebody forking off so much money for a CEDH deck or something. I do get the point if you play like your old border foil Urza that you just spend $60 on and somebody counters it with a planes that has a little sheet of paper ripped up and says oh mana mana drain and i get five (laughs) mana for it and i do get that if you don't announce this and this is the first time you come in a contact with the proxying in the opponent's deck and say oh this just countered my the card that i just spent last week's paycheck on and it was just not that it's reasonable but it's understandable that people who invest I think that's a wake-up call to people who spent their paycheck on something, right? Like, that that should be, like, you should be comfortable in spending that much money. Like, if you you spent that much and then you feel bad because you're like, oh, I just spent my paycheck on this and somebody countered it with a piece of paper. It's like, well, your thing is also a piece of paper. Yes, but you do pay for the optics and you're in the same game as the other player. And if the other player has negative optics, like a planes with a ripped up piece of paper and you have the absolute bling it's yeah. like i don't know some people don't want to be seen with people like some clubs have like dress codes and you don't get in there if you don't look cool you don't say to the <laughs> other way you can wear your fancy clothes i came here with like swim shorts i'm not gonna <laughs> let this one fly so i do hmm. get why is to that... the point that people why would that be on I... the uh, the person casting the the mana drain with a piece of paper, right? Like, why why is that on them? Like that you want to bling, right? And and you want to do all not. these things. I just like, said that I do understand people, right? Like... So so I don't I don't think that it should like if you're the the Urza player blinging out. Yeah. I don't think you should care. You blinged it out for yourself, right? That's great. You own these cards. You own these. That's great for you. If you're that player, yeah. I I actually think it's. It'd be kind of weird that you'd be upset that someone else doesn't want to bling everything out. Uh, if it also, it, if it's, it's also just... optics, like there was a secret lair that was for sick kids, sick kids hospital, and it was drawn by like five year olds and stuff. To that you have like a crater hoof, for example, and it's drawn by a five year old. And I think it's a, a beautiful, wholesome thing. But at the end of the day, if you're looking at the car at the, at the art without the background, it's little five-year-old's doodle of a crater hoof which is like a circle to two things for the eyes and stuff like i'm sorry sick kid but i can draw better than that right like so (laughs) i i think that out of context is bad but like isn't that the same thing of like i wrote down on a piece of paper and i doodled like a mana drain like that i that that's a legal card like if i played that at a tournament that that five-year-old drawing of crater hoof it sounds worse than I'm trying to make it out, but, the, but that's what I'm trying to say is you're blinged out old foil retro Urza that was drawn by a professional is, is being countered by a mana drain that may have been drawn by a five-year-old sick kid and great, very say, wholesome, but also, just also say it looks like cuts. a scribble. <laughs> just say white water. I think that's the same. I'm not adding point. it yeah. out. Some some cards look horrible, but I Tomer just I was just, just committing. He's just rolling with it. He's just, yeah, just yeah, he's all right. Think about it. Oh. 
No, I was just uh, playing devil's advocate for people. Like, I do get if people spend their entire life changing, uh, changing life spendings, uh, life earnings, whatever, all their money into cards, and they share the board state with another player, and the other player does the exact opposite. I do get why people say, well, I spent so much money to make them look insanely cool, and mm -hmm. uh, this looks awful to some... Hey, obviously, I don't care what you... Art subjective, all right. Yeah, just <laughs> tell them it's That's from secret, say, secret layer uh, uh, proxies. Just tell them from secret layer proxy, or pro pro proxemius. There it is, proxemius. I, it is. I love the secret layer children's the sick kids, by the way. <laughs> I'm just on the record. That. I'll run it, okay? Keep it nice. Just keep it <laughs> up. Great. All right? Tomer, I'm just very curious, Tomer. How, can you see the other side of the planet by now? You're digging pretty deep. Like, you're, you're going hard right now dude i like it's very awesome damn i, I dude. hope more endeavors happen like that it was great <laughs> i'm just saying I'm just i mean tomer's right sick kids aren't are always that good at art you're you're right technically <laughs> thank you <laughs> it's hard when you're little and sick yeah. all right let's oh, uh, let's, really move, nice, I'm sure. let's move on to our next <laughs> next topic that is hopefully not about <laughs> Kids. Oh my goodness! Oh my god! How did we end up here? <laughs> I'm putting it on, it on the YouTube. I, it feels like uh, I wandered into the wrong part of the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting canceled for this. Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> All right, Phil, what do you got for us? Okay, so next one yeah. is better than our last ones. Please <laughs> <laughs> making place that seem good but actually aren't and there's a specific one here strip mining bounce lands um do you have a strip mine and the opponent plays a bounce land <laughs> technically that's a two for one right you spent one mana to destroy two of the opponents but in practice it obviously doesn't really help you as much as it it just super screws over one opponent but it also screws you over uh so in this particular situation you could say this is just wrong although it feels pretty good if the opponent just is way ahead and you can get them back a bit mm -hmm. but i remember a scene where we played on the stream with mtg mudster and i copied a acidic slime and i had enough copies to have too much targets pretty much and then i ta started targeting lands and the first land i target is um, Mudstar's uh, bounce land <laughs> and I still feel kind of bad about it I, it's like ugh. so it kind of falls under bad, land right? destruction in casual yeah it's true but it felt super bad his chat also I checked <laughs> checked back in his live stream of the situation and the chat loved it <laughs> it's like a little no. bit of land destruction in casual but I think strip mine and bounce lands comes up more often than land destruction because you you should put land destruction in your decks for things like uh, field of the dead or something. But sometimes you feel like oh I might just blow up this bounce land and is it ever okay? I I don't know. I don't think you're under an obligation to make the correct play in a game of Commander. I think that we play Commander for a lot of reasons. And I think this is doubly true of content, where we're also, mm -hmm. like, trying to have be entertaining. Like, that's part of the goal of recording a two- or three-hour Commander game, is for it to be entertaining to watch. So I think there's a lot of competing interests. And I would say, for me, 
I just find Strip Mining Bounce Lands funny. I know that win percentage wise, it is probably, well, actually, definitely not the correct use of right. my Strip Mine, but I think it's funny. And I, I've kind of made a, a thing out of making a point that I will do it if I get the opportunity. So I don't, does that make me the a hole? I guess you should, you all should be the ones judging, not me, because I'm probably uh, a little biased here. I would lean towards no, but I mean, what do you all think? I, I agree. Your strip mine. Hello. I agree that I, I think that that when it comes to like playing commander, right, like making the right play is not what I'm ever trying to do. Sometimes it is mm. just like make, make for the memes, as you can see. Seth yeah. has admitted yeah. that for the memes, it, though, is not adding to your win percentage. It's adding to your emotional win percentage, and that's all that matters, yeah. right? So, so like I, I think that yeah, like I, I don't think you're under obligation to have to do the right play. Uh, and, and I think it is hilarious if you want to commit to the memes. So, run it. You are not the a-hole for doing that. Although the person getting I mean, strip mine might I'm say actually, otherwise. What, what do you think, Tomer? You've been on the receiving end of maybe the most yeah. brutal version of the strip mine on a bounce land. Microphone in I mean, Tomer's with, face. It's, it's like... All right. Well, you are, but also... I think it was the most, it was the most iconic moment of Commander Clash, right? So it was 100% worth it. And as content creators, like, as content creators, 100%, you go for the entertaining play over the optimal play because we're playing casual magic. But also, as much as I harp on win percentage, like, I try to play to, I try to play to win with whatever deck that I have. And I try to bring a deck that is, you know, equal footing. Um, and then I just try to play it as optimally as possible. Like, that's what I go for. But also, we're, we're also casual. We're also playing casual. We're not playing competitive. Um, so sometimes you just want to go for the most optimal entertaining play. And I think that's a totally valid thing. And I think we all take those, those plays as well. I remember like Phil, instead of like hit, he had a Garuda hit that was really good. And we like, the sponge. we bullied him into getting a sponge <laughs> and the sponge was hilarious. Like how much better was that, that, that video? Uh because the game, because he got the sponge over the other thing. The other thing was boring, and he got a sponge, and the sponge was hilarious. And, and the, the sponge was, like, broken. <laughs> like, it was actually, like, super good. It might have been the correct choice in how know. the game played out. The only reason why you <laughs> yeah. haven't heard backlash from that is because the people that normally scream at the monitor when you're supposed to make the correct play through their computer at the window. <laughs> <laughs> so they are actually not yeah. able to leave a negative response. <laughs> yeah. So I say blow up that strip mine if it's funny. Also, if you're play if I know you're playing Kodama of the East Tree or whatever, the one that can make infinite, then I'm like Ooh. I'm gonna be blowing it up nine ten times yeah. out of ten, you know, like yeah. I don't oh, yeah, there was... to have that, Mr. Green. <laughs> there was actually one situation where I ended up with a one we one with Richard in the end. And people in the or some one comment pointed out that had I destroyed the I had a it was when I played the Duke or whatever the when we played Baldur's Boris Gate one. Commander, yeah, the, right, the Boros Myriad one, and I was in a one v one with Richard, and somebody told me that if I had used my strip mine to blow up Richard's bounce land there, that Richard couldn't have deployed X, and I could have won earlier. So it, sometimes it's even the correct play. Although this was a one v one situation, the problem with this whole play is that. Both players go down resources, so nobody wins technically. Yeah. Just if there's just two players, you obviously should probably do it because you'd go down a bit less. Still rough. But in this case it was actually correct to do it. I mean it's it's like Ristic Study. Is it correct to pay for Ristic Study? 
Please. Maybe. Am I ever going to do it? It's correct to not play it. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. No. Well, we're banning Rhystic Study Debate on the podcast. All right. We've done... Okay. No, no Rhystic Studies. We've done way too much on the Rhystic. I'm vetoing that, that discussion. Uh, I was right, okay. by the way. Viewers were on my side. I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm not discussing it. That's it. That's the last. <laughs> that sounded like a discussion. To it sounded, yeah, that sounded like you were trying to discuss it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what do you think? I think we we covered two topics each person. So we made it through eight. I'm impressed. I didn't think we were going to get through that many because we had some yeah. pretty big debates on some of these. So yeah, we ramble a lot sometimes, but like. We got an hour and thirty. Like, yeah, funny. Yeah. Also, Seth, you mentioned the red curse, and yeah, I do, I do have yes. this one. Yeah, yes. I, love, I love that. What cart. deck is it? What deck is it in? Uh, well, I got, I got, or not yet. I, I got the double feature version, so I took it out of. Oh, uh, <laughs> sweet. Yeah. <laughs> what, what curse was it? Just for the, the curse, curse of the... hospitality. What a, what a great. Hospitality. I love that card. I Get it signed card. by Richard. I feel like that would be the most unprovoked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we, we went over eight topics, um, and yeah, let us know what you think about these topics. Do, you, do any of these make you a jerk, make you the a-hole at the table? Uh, why or why not, if you disagree with us? Uh, let us know, because these are just our opinions, obviously. And are there any other situations that you feel are kind of ambiguous where it's not a clear-cut yes or no on the a-hole? Let us know in the comments section, and maybe fellow commenters can can figure out uh, give their two cents on that, or we can chime in as well on whether or not it's a yes or a no on that one. All right, everybody, like and subscribe, all that good stuff. Until next time, friends, see ya!